So what we just heard there was a excerpt from the new TV show, Who is America? Featuring none other than Sasha Baron Cohen, a.k.a. we know him as Borat and Ali G. And welcome once again to another episode of Comedy History 101. I am Harmon Leon, and with me, of course, is one, the only, Scott Colonico. How are you, Scott? Booyakasha, Harmon. Booyakasha, Harmon. Did, did you go, go on during Halloween? Did you ever go as Ali G? Not, no, not like uh, Prince Harry, and uh, I think they that was at the height of Ali G mania. I remember seeing something where the, prince Harry, the princes went as Ali G. Yeah, and the prince also went as Hitler one year as uh, oh, that's Halloween right. Costume. Yeah, that's right. I don't, I don't know if he was. I don't think he was Hitler. I think he was just like a generic uh, Nazi dude. Oh, just a Nazi, not Hitler. Just a Hitler follower. Before we launch into a bit of the history of the new show, Who Is America? We have a few things to plug up front. Uh, I have some tour dates um, coming up the whole month of August, beginning August fourth through twenty sixth. I'll be appearing at the Edinburgh Festival in Scotland, 9 p.m. at the Banshee Labyrinth, doing my new show, Harmon Leon's American Horror Story. So be sure to go... Be sure to check that out. And also support our show. You can do it in three sort of ways. You can subscribe, uh, you can comment, or you can subscribe and comment. It sounds stupid, but it really helps the show. And Scott, you have something. It, it couldn't be. I, well, I was just going to say it couldn't be easier now with our new domain, ComedyHistory101.com. Type it in there. It'll go take us right to where you can read all the latest uh, posts and subscribe as well. Oh yeah, and it's so funny that you say that because if you do leave a post, uh, we will read it as we lead into this next little segment here on Comedy History 101. Scott, do you want to take it away? Yeah, this is. Uh, I want to uh, give a big shout out out there to all the listeners and everything. Uh, keep coming in with those uh, comments. You know, it's always love to hear from you guys. And Harmon, we do have some a listener mail here um, that uh, harks back to one of our earlier episodes uh, on Caddyshack Two. Read away, yeah. my friends. Okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> okay. so, Tim so wait, wait, you know, no. Scott, you know, you know the premise when you do uh, listener mail on an audio format. An audio-heavy right. format, uh, right. when you say we have the mail, it helps yeah. when we actually read it. Well, I need, we need to put in some sound effects or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll have Ad Sting right. here. Boom, boom, boom. That's what I was waiting for. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. Uh, listener mail. This is uh, Tim from Orlando, Florida. Howdy there, Tim. Um, Hey guys, just wanted to drop you a line to let you know that I just finished listening to The History of Caddyshack 2, the worst sequel of all time, and loved it. There are lots of bad comedy movies out there that people need to be aware of, and this is a great public service. Keep schooling us in comedy. 
Wow, thanks, Tim. That was nice. He put even put the little tagline at the end there. Yeah, so that actually double proves that Tim listens to our podcast and also the effectiveness of our tagline, we school you in comedy. Thanks, Tim. Footnote, where, where did Tim uh, contact us? Um, he dropped us an email at our email address, info at comedyhistory101.com. Holy shit, people are actually using that? Yeah, and you can also <laughs> sign up for our newsletters at, at the website, comedyhistory101.com. How the hell will they do that? Oh, you just told yeah, us. They just go into I'm, the I'm newsletter feeding you. form. I'm feeding you. In, I'm feeding you. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 just yeah. go to the newsletter form and keep in touch and put your email in there, and we'll make sure that we're now all GDPR compliant, and we'll send you a GDPR compliant email. Yeah, and it's so funny that uh, Tim mentioned that uh, Caddyshack 2 uh, was, you know, a little shout out to our episode on Caddyshack 2 when there's other worse sequels out there. And uh, just to give a little nod to a podcast that we love, How Did This Get Made? Um, I just listened to their episode on Blues Brothers 2000. I, I'm, I'm listening to that right now. <laughs> and, and again, I've never seen that. It's too bad we can't do an episode on that because they did. <laughs> but uh, it was just fun listening to that without even seeing it because I don't think I do yeah, want to see it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I do as well. But enough about other podcasts. What about this podcast? What about the podcast which we do, which is our podcast, which is Comedy History 101? We school you in comedy. So, Scott, um, what do you think about this new TV show? You know this new TV show that all the kids are raving about called Who is America? Yeah, well, I mean, I got to say that when the clip that you opened up with, that we opened up with the uh, the Georgia senator, or he was a state, state representative, um, actually, um, in the news today, he just resigned. Or he the the weird thing is he had lost he'd lost the election, and then he was still holding on to his seat for some reason. He was going to hold on to it through the summer, and then he decided to go ahead and just give it up now <laughs> after after all that stuff aired. Yeah, yeah. So I just uh, uh, played a news clip, or, or I I just watched a news clip of him before. Uh, he resigned, which was earlier this week, like right after the episode aired. The episode aired last Sunday. Um, and uh, he at first said, no, I'm not going to resign. And a Georgia lawmaker coming under fire this morning after being featured on Showtime's Sasha Baron Cohen's Who is America? last night. Republican State Representative Jason Spencer of Woodbine is on camera shouting racial slurs. Spencer claims he was tricked. Yeah. But apparently, uh, you know, that uh, politician, that, that representative from Georgia um, has a long history of being just anti-Muslim, pro-Confederate flag, uh, just a, essentially just a horrible human being. Yeah, just kind of a Mr. Racy Racist. Mr. Racy Racist. And I believe, you know, they did a very good job. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen did a very good job. Uh, in that episode of exposing, you know, just the underbelly of America, that's kind of the racist uh, undercurrent, which is currently surging through Trump America. And uh, uh, I would say actually out of the two episodes that have aired of Who is America, that was probably the best segment. Yeah, I would I would say so too. That was the one that actually made me laugh out loud. I mean, that was that was pretty good. Yeah, and that, and that guy just kind of he just made a fool out of himself, and you know, I just kind of uh, 
really, I really enjoyed his Asian Asian impression. What is it? What's in Konnichiwa, Red Dragon, Beijing, Hong Kong. I see I'm into Hong Kong sushi. When I said, Oh, I see the I just saw Red Dragon. So um, if you haven't seen the episode, if you could drop in a soundbite of that right there. That'd be really. I'd appreciate that. Yeah. So um, Sasha Baron Cohen in, in in that segment, he plays an Israeli uh, military uh, uh, anti-terrorist expert, and he's running this guy. Uh, what's his name? Jason. Jason Spencer. So he's running Jason Spencer through a series of uh, anti-terrorism sort of self-defense techniques, which involves yelling the N-word to get attention and also uh, dropping his pants. So basically, you have this politician dropping his pants and showing his bare ass and yelling the N-word. I am going to be the terrorist. You have three seconds to attract attention. Go! Are you crazy? The N-word is noony. Not this word. This word is disgusting. <laughs> Which is pretty impressive for, for you know, a, a comedy, uh, you know, segment. Yeah, no, no. It was, it, was definitely, it was definitely up there. It was definitely worth it. But I'm still creeped out by that character. The, the Israeli uh, terrorist yeah, character, yeah, Aaron Morat or whatever it is. Yeah, name. probably um, out of the two, you know, two episodes uh, that I've seen, probably the more effective of of the characters. And we'll dive more into what works and what doesn't work into this show. But maybe tell us uh, how how did this show come about? Which one? Who is America? The one we're talking oh, about okay. on this yeah, episode? Sure, sure, yeah. no, no, I didn't <laughs> oh no, know Caddyshack too. How did Caddyshack two come about? Well, oh, we already talked about that. We already did have this. Uh, and I'll have our special guest, Tim from Orlando, on here. No, Tim, no, we like you. Um, thank you. Thank you for, for writing us. Other people, we um, can like you, too, if you write a letter. Email. Um, I'm sh- Electronic yeah, letter. Sorry, I know, I know. Yeah, electro- Yeah, Twitter, the Twitters. The kids are into the Twitters. Yeah, the, or uh, the Instagram. Kinda, so, guys, go ahead. The show kind of came about. Uh, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was u- working with one of his usual his uh, his uh, constant to cohorts Dan Dan Mazer, which they've actually known each other since they were in public boys school back in the UK together. The, uh, ah, the so he's a British guy. Yeah, British dude, and they were, they met each other at the Haberdashers Askey's Boys School in Hertfordshire. That so sounds like where you would be going to school with, like, yeah, Prince Harry and all that. Little, little posh, yeah. me. little posh, but yeah, you know very, that's fine. Very posh. It was Get always, a good yeah, education. Always, <laughs> yeah, usually named as one of the best schools in the UK, if not the best. So obviously, these guys come from uh, a little bit of money and some smarts too. They kind of know what they're talking about. And then another their collaborator on the show was um, Adam Lovett or Adam Lowett, uh, who's an NYC based stand up, and he has also been a longtime contributor to John Oliver. So we kind of had those kind of minds got together and created this show, which is basically it's more or less the same thing as um, the same format as the Ali G show that um, the HBO show and then the one he did previously in the UK. Yeah, so basically, um, you know, we started hearing about this show maybe about three weeks ago, and there was a big hype machine before it aired. Like, if you read your Daily Beast and Slate and, uh, I don't know, maybe Political, I don't know. I'm sure they wrote about it. But it was like, it was like, oh, my God, this is the best show ever. It's like, we so needed this for our time. So, again, there was a, a kind of a bit 
of an overhypeness to it uh, uh, leading up to it. And my first thought was, oh, okay, here's Sasha Baron Cohen doing what he does best, which is, you know, the undercover stuff. Um, this comes after, you know, he's had like a series of, you know, pretty bad movies like uh, The Dictator. Did you see that? WTF, what the yeah. <laughs> he, he was like a premise without a plot. It, it was right, like yeah. 20 minutes of it was funny where you just, you know, the screenplay is just set up. So you just have to have the dictator in funny scenarios. And then it got banged down by having to have a plot, which was, oh, my God. He was like he worked at like a co-op in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't see the, um, what was the other one? Where the Brothers, the Brothers Grimsley. Grimsley. That pellet was filled with a toxin. I'll be dead in 90 seconds if you don't suck it out. Whoa. You can suck it. Or you can let me die. Okay. What would you like written on your gravestone? Suck it! And in what font would you like that? How was it? Uh, I didn't see it. I just know he had a Liam Gallagher uh, haircut. Yeah. Okay. Um, it didn't do very well. All right. <laughs> But the whole point was, um, you know, with the lead up to this, it felt like, okay, Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, back. And I wanted it the first episode I watched. And and, there, and there's actually a story arc to uh, my liking of the series where I watched the first episode and I didn't like it at all. What was your take? I don't know. I just... Uh, no, I didn't care for the first episode, and the little previews I saw, the Israeli guy freaked me out, not because he's Israeli, just because the makeup was just so odd-looking. You know, I mean, if I saw that guy in real life, it would kind of scare me, but like not in a, I'm scared of you, but more of a, like, what's wrong with you kind of way. Mm-hmm. You know? Um yeah, I think that was kind of the thing. Cause I, but I guess that's where the point is where he's got to be. He's got to be in some kind of, you know, his his, his disguises are having to get to be more, a little bit more elaborate now. Well, yeah, I mean, he's like one of the most famous comedians in the world. So where do you mm-hmm. go with that? And essentially that was my problem with the first episode is uh, if someone turns up and they see like one of his characters, I don't know, do, do you want to give the rundown of the characters? So our characters that we have here now in the show are uh, Billy Wayne Ruddock Jr., who's a Ph- oh, PhD, by the way. It's not just the 1%. Sir, I don't mean to no, interrupt, but rather than complain about the 1% or the 0.1%, why not make the rest of America put them into the 1%? Well, if you put everybody into the 1%, they wouldn't be the 1%. I mean. Well, no, it still would be. No, it wouldn't be. Fucking. By the way, he was a kind of a right wing conspiracy theorist running a, a website called Truth Brary, as opposed to Library li- Library type uh, type character. Kind of like um, an Alex Dr. Jones sort of thing. Yeah, kind of like a. And there's Doctor Nira Kane Dejelcello, uh, who's a lecturer on gender studies at Reed College, which is very um, super hippie college in Oregon. I'm here to tell you that Kingman has been chosen as the location of a brand new state-of-the-art mosque. What? State-of-the-art I know some of you are thinking, okay, this is just another typical mosque. This, guys, is going to be the world's largest mosque outside of the Middle East. 
Um, and he is a democratic activist trying to heal the divide in America. Um, we've got Aaron Morad, the Israeli anti-terrorism expert. Actually, the one thing that I do think that was kind of funny was that he says that he, he'll, he'll say that he worked at, for Mossad, and then he'll say, no, I never worked for them. So that, that's, that's kind of funny. My name, Colonel Iran Morad. I am the terrorist terminator. In America, there is big problem of shootings in schools. The NRA want to arm the teachers. This is crazy. This should be arming the children. Um, and then the last guy that we've seen was Rick Sherman, the ex-convict ex artist, recently released after 21 years, who uses his bodily fluids to create artwork. Hey, everyone. Just wanted to give a shout-out to our newest sponsor, Words Over Chair Productions. Words Over Chair is a full-service creative agency with offices in Edinburgh, Scotland, and Brooklyn. Our specialty, amazing storytelling, motion graphics, archival footage, all mixed with a flair for humor. And the best part about Words Over Chair? You already like us. That's because Words Over Chair is run by yours truly, Scott, along with my co-host on this very podcast, Harmon Leon. You might have seen our work on websites like Vice, The Atlantic, Vanity Fair, Timeline, and many others. Want to make something boring? Fine. Go do it yourself. Want to make something cool? Get in touch with us. Wordsoverchair.com. Yeah, there you go. So, again, uh, you have this dilemma where uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is so famous. How do you put him back undercover? And that's my takeaway of the first episode is, like, if you had to have a sit-down and you said, okay, you had to meet one of these characters, the first thing that would come out of your mind is uh, – why is this guy wearing a fake wig and bad makeup? <laughs> no, I know. That's all I would be thinking. I mean, I guess the other thing, just to kind of touch on some of the filming, is that um, as far back as February of 2018, there were stories popping up in the news where Sasha Baron Cohen was, you know, filming something new. And mm-hmm. so, but the, but yet at the same time, they tried to play this off like it was going to be a mystery, you know, as to who this was going to be. Um, one of the interesting stories about the filming, and in this episode we have yet to see um, so far, is uh, in February 2018, the Daily Mail reported that Sasha Baron Cohen was apparently filming with OJ. Ah, so would uh, he be the first person to film with OJ? No, in a, in a I hidden believe- camera show. I don't know. I, I guess if there's only a show about comedy history where they could hear the whole story about O.J. Simpson's little-known prank show, Juiced, where would they go? Our oh, they, would, they would just have to see one of our archive uh, episodes of Comedy History 101 where we talk they about just... the filming of Juiced because one of the co-hosts of Comedy History 101 was the co-star of said project. <laughs> yeah, they could just type in comedyhistory101.com and it'll take us right to the right to the uh, the, the page. Oh, so we might have OJ Simpson popping up in one in one of the episodes, but it, it says here uh, in our notes that OJ wouldn't agree to do it until uh, the money was wired into his bank account. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was OJ's very uh, you know he needs to be paid on time, as I'm yeah. sure you know. That's right. That's right. Because uh, he owes millions of dollars for that incident that he <laughs> for did. For killing people. For killing yes. <laughs> people. <laughs> but my take, though, again, what we're talking about is, um, you know, it's like these people turn up and no one blinks an eye that he has this ridiculous makeup on. And one of my exploits of going out undercover and infiltrating was I infiltrated the uh, Jamie Kennedy experiment. Remember that TV show? 
between oh, yeah. Funny Man, Jamie Kennedy, star of Mass 2. Oh, man. <laughs> and um, what was the one um, where he's B-Rad? Um, oh. oh, it was uh, not Malibu's, White Girls. Malibu's, yeah, no, it was Malibu's Most Wanted. Oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, maybe we do an episode on that. But, um, yeah, okay. so the, oh, that's it. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we need a sequel. Malibu's Most Wanted 2 would be a oh, okay. better that's the choice. Thing. Yeah, we do sequels. Maybe okay, that yeah. does exist in the world of like straight to DVD streaming or, or something. Straight to streaming, straight to Netflix. Yeah, so so I remember like when I infiltrated the Jimmy Kennedy show, they said turn up at this gym for a free personal trainer session, and it's like, and I went in posing as character T Bone. You know, this was me right, pranking the show, and like Jimmy Kennedy came in, and is like, oh my god, that wig and makeup just looks so awful. Was <laughs> was my internal <laughs> monologue. It's like if if I were actually a real person, well, I am a real person, uh, but you know, <laughs> like actually thinking I'm. Coming Coming to a personal trainer session, I my first question would be like, "Why are you wearing a wig and so much makeup?" And that's the feeling I got from, uh, you know, because in the first episode, he's interviewing Bernie Sanders. What America is supposed to be about is is the land of opportunity. If you describe sure, America, I agree with that. Okay, but what we have, yeah, um, yeah, that and the and the Ted Koppel bit was interesting too. That you know, to give Ted, Ted a little bit of props that he played along with it for a while. Yeah, Ted walked out uh, on it, but yeah. it. But again, that, that and this is sort of you know maybe it gets its legs after a few episodes, but like the Bernie Sanders thing and the Ted Koppel thing, it just didn't have any center to it. You just didn't know what what do you want out of these people by doing that. It's more you doing you as the character of you know Sasha Baron Cohen's character doing this lengthy monologue and them just sort of nodding their head along with what he's saying and just saying, no, that's not right. So I, I just yeah, didn't I understand what was the axis which the comedy world of that sequence spun on. I don't know. I, I just think it was almost like they were trying to go, look, we make fun of, of left liberals too. That's, not, that's kind of what it came off to me as. You know, They're like, we're not just out to get the right wing people. Ah, I see. But it, yeah, it just didn't play though. And then there was yeah. the the one where he's in uh, the art gallery that you know they, it was just basically all the bits went on for way too long. Yeah, I mean the art gallery thing just it really wasn't even funny. I mean it wasn't wasn't funny in that I was offended by it. It was funny that it wasn't just it just wasn't funny. Yeah, but just a, a rule of comedy, brevity, you know, keep it short. If you're not getting yeah. laughs, just keep it short. And that just went on and on. And what, okay, so what do you think was different as far as, you know, um, the, the comedy premise and what worked on Ali G and what worked in Borat is, you know, they were firmly in the camp of, you know, always punching up, never punching down, where, I don't know, someone with an art gallery which way are you punching? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, yeah. it was a female art gallery owner and we're not condoning punching women. No, 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 don't, no, 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 no hashtag me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. But, uh, uh, metaphorically, which way, uh, uh, you know, on that sort of bit, which way is he punching? Is that punching up? It wasn't, it yeah, was, there was no, you know, it's just a normal art gallery. Really? Yeah. I mean, the whole thing was just kind of not, it's kind of uninteresting for me. Yeah, exactly. And that's sort of like, 
it was more like, you know, with Bernie Sanders and Ted Koppel, it was more kind of like the feeling of, oh my God, you know, if you're the producer going, oh my God, I can't believe we got these guys rather than we got these guys and look at all this funny material we got out of it. It was more the fact that you got these people to show up rather than they showed up and you got something like crazy funny out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, we forgot about his other character of Gio Mon, Monaldo, Gio Monaldo, the Italian billionaire playboy and photographer from Milan. Look at me. Okay. Lovely. Look who comedian Sasha Baron Cohen is pranking now. It's Corinne Olympios from The Bachelor. Dick Cheney, Sarah Palin, Bernie Sanders, Corinne Olympios? How do you fit in? I, I don't get it either, but I guess no one is off limits. Olympios. Um, and he had the on that that episode. Was that the first or the second episode? We had uh, the, that. That was the second episode. Yeah, I just yeah, watched the reality, it. Yeah. Reality TV star. Who star was, of the uh, Bachelor or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> then that, that's a whole. <laughs> What's that? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, nothing. I was just that's a whole other thing. Yeah, that's like again. Which way are you punching? And again, I don't condone punching women. I'm talking about no. a metaphor. Yeah. Let's, so, yeah, let's just get I mean, it was like, before. yeah, yeah, she was like some 22, you know, reality yeah. TV show actress. So it's like, <laughs> all right, so you can, you know, again, it's like what works is when it's someone who's like a threat. I thought the, in the last episode, the part where he's holding that let's build the moss thing, that was pretty funny. It was pretty funny, but it wasn't, the people were saying exactly what you think they, they would say. Tell me about your dream mask. There is no dream. We don't want a mosque. Mosque, as soon as you said mosque, you ruined it. You know, in a racist town, it didn't really, there was no twist to it other than the initial twist, which is revealed at the right of the top of uh, of that sketch. You call it a sketch? Yeah, I mean, I I did think that one, yeah, I thought that one was funny. And I I guess, yeah, the people were saying the racy race things. But it was kind of funny watching his, like, being his liberal reaction to, to you know, their anger. He's like, I understand why you're angry, and that's why we're going to have protection for these Muslims. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that was one of the more better ones because, again, okay, so you're punching up at racists, but their reactions were just sort of how you'd think a racist town would react. Right, yeah. So it wasn't really any big surprise, you know? Uh, again, though, it's like what works well with Bor- Borat is like it, it's a satire of America and what's underneath America, and that's why Borat works so well. So I think just on that sort of level of, you know, just revealing what's underneath. But Borat always kind of twisted it even further. And there was no yeah, real I mean, to get- twist to it other than the twist was revealed at the onset. It's like, we're building a mosque, and now here's 10 minutes of us arguing why a racist town doesn't want a mosque. Yeah, I mean, to, to go that same exact geographical area, I'm 99% sure when he did the Borat with the throw the Jew down the well. Pretty sure that was in Arizona. <laughs> all right, everybody, let's show them how we do it here in Tucson, Arizona. Please welcome, all the way from Kazakhstan, they are Barok and his cowboy Astana band. Give him a nice round of hoop and holler and
but then it was like do they know they're racist and it was they're trying to to be nice to this foreigner from out of town and so that one was just all that was like yeah it was different a whole lot of levels there yeah and that's why you know that character was great because um that character and ali g which you don't see in, in this show because those characters were both in a way you know people sort of felt sorry for them like Borat <laughs> was was like you know kind of like a, a you know the confused foreigner who doesn't know how things work you know right. and so people warmed to yeah. him like and whenever he would you know do something that was shocking they just mistook it as oh the foreigner doesn't know so I'm going to show him the right way to do it mm-hmm. and that's why yeah, you know but- perfect perfect comedy character. So anyways, I think that about does it for part one of, of, of the history of Who is America, which is a new show on Showtime. And we will jump back in in next episode with part two and continue on our sort of dissection of Sasha Baron Cohen's new Showtime series where he satirizes America. And with that, it's time to plug away. Scott, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, dude, you can't use plug away. That's mine. Oh, is that you're, you're going to sue? Yeah, that's what it's like. Just like my ear, I might see you. Uh, no, yeah. hey, uh, yes, plug away. Um, well, folks, as always, if you like listening to me and Harmon here, you're gonna love listening to me and Harmon on This Is the President, our we our podcast about presidential politics, presidential phone calls, and all things presidential, where we take the presidents of the past and make them the presidents of the future. You can find us at uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Last FM, and all your favorite comedy. And all your favorite podcast locations. And so be sure to download, click, like, and subscribe. That's This is the President with Scott and Harmon. That's right. And once again, you can find me the whole month of August. I'll be in Edinburgh, Scotland, 9 p.m., Banshee Labyrinth, with my show, Harmon Leon's American Horror Story. Ooh, that sounds kind of scary. And with that, we will see you next time here on Comedy History 101. where we school you in comedy. Thanks a lot, everyone, and bye-bye. You're so big. Everybody's so big. Comedy History 101.